0: life celebrating abundant life welcome 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 we are so glad you are here if we've never met each other before my name is Scott one of the pastors and what a great day to be in God's house you are looking good tell your neighbor that's who he's talking about he's talking about you I just want to thank those who have shown uh, interest our pilgrimage to Israel and uh, these brochures have all been taken now. So, if you're interested, there's limited seats. If you're interested, please email me so we can get you on that list. Scott, my name at churchofhope.com. That'll be helpful. I also want you to know, Pastor Tommy mentioned baptism. Uh, and if you're interested and just want to connect with baptism, if you just get your phone out right now and just text the word "life" to our text number, which is nine four one two six zero. Thirteen twenty one. We'll start. We'll get you know. We'll get the information to you to be. Wouldn't it be cool to be baptized on Easter Resurrection Sunday? Jesus came out of the tomb. You can come out of the water. Also, following Easter, we are um, doing a series called Why. It's to answer questions. And uh, if you got a good question, I guess every question is a good question. So if you have a question and you just uh, email it in to Why at churchofhope.com. We'd love to get those. We'd love to take time answering questions like, I don't know why. Why do bad things happen to good people? Or why do things cling in the laundry? Life questions, Bible questions, spiritual questions. We'd be very happy. Now, today, we celebrate with churches around the world Palm Sunday, the entrance of Christ into Jerusalem and it's an exciting day of celebration. Palm Sunday was a celebration, and should be a celebration today. I wanna talk to you about opening your heart, opening your life, opening this church, opening this service, and welcoming Jesus. He may not be on your agenda, He wasn't on the agenda for Passover that season. You couldn't go through the run sheet and say, and Jesus enters the city. But he wants to enter the city again in a fresh way. He may not be on your agenda, but we want him to show up, and we want you to open your heart to him. Can you imagine being there? It was sort of like a a flash mob, unexpected. Just, wow, what's happening? And Jesus was coming into the city. They say that the crowd um, in Jerusalem would be in excess of two million people for Passover. And now Times Square, when they do that New Year's Eve thing, that's about a million people in the street. So you would double that, and that would be the people crammed into that tiny little town, Josephus, The uh, Jewish historian says that they would sacrifice over a quarter of a million lambs as part of Passover in Jesus' day. So the city was teeming with excitement, anticipation even. The Sadducees had a belief and a teaching that the Messiah would appear during the Passover season. They always kept the doors of the temple open so that if Messiah showed up that he would be able to enter the temple. The Roman guards would have been on high security because the city was so jam-packed. Anticipation would have been high. And Jesus shows up in the midst of it, riding on a donkey. Thank you for using that word. Riding on a donkey. Now, that was unexpected. The Romans certainly, I'm sure, looked at, this donkey riding king, going this must be like Plan B or C. Like what, what? The Romans had the Romans had triumphal entries. They knew what a parade was about. They had triumphal entries into the city that would be bigger than our Macy's Day Parade, bigger than the Rose Bowl. It would be like welcoming the champions. You no, know, when the when the Super Bowl champs. When, who are the Super Bowl champs right now? <laughs> That's a dirty word. So Don't even say it out loud. I'm just kidding. You. The World Series? Who are the, who's the reigning World Series champs? Ah, you don't know that. Now you're going, don't, don't Google it. That's not worth Googling. But when they enter into the city, the Red Sox, when they enter into this, also from the same city, you think you'd know that, enter into the city, there's a parade. We know what a parade is like. The Romans knew what a parade. They knew. They knew how to put on a parade. the 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 chariot would be gold. The white stallions would be from the purest breed. They could. They would just be a beautiful. And and here is, here's this king, this Messiah. And the and everyone's coming unglued, and he's riding a, a donkey. They must have thought this is. This is is how you do a parade? You need to come to Rome and see a real parade. But Jesus comes into the city, and he was welcomed. And I hope every heart, every life, every soul that's gathered here would open and welcome Jesus today. That we wouldn't just celebrate Palm Sunday as a history, but we would celebrate it as a mystery. Jesus is in the house right now, and we want to say, "Welcome, Jesus! Welcome, Jesus!" Do you, do you remember the last time I was here? What I what I talked about? Thanks, that's encouraging. <laughs> yeah, well, Fred Fred Felton shows up one time, and he like you've forgotten Scott. I heard Fred did really well. I heard people really enjoyed him well, last weekend. That was good. He's been here before. He'll come again. I I talked from Revelation 20, verse 3. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Jesus on the outside wanting to come in. That's the same picture we're presenting today. Jesus wanting to show up. and, And we should welcome. If we will welcome Jesus today into our personal lives, into our homes, into our community, some amazing things will happen. And as we open the Scriptures uh, to the passage we're looking at today in Matthew chapter 21, I just want to point out some amazing things that will happen when you say, welcome Jesus. When you get your eyes off everything else and you get your eyes on Jesus. When everything else fades away and Jesus is at the very center. Here's some amazing things that happen. first thing I want you to note is this. The ordinary becomes extraordinary. The ordinary becomes extraordinary when we welcome the presence of Jesus. Jesus made a strategic choice to enter on a donkey. Now the prophet, if you're taking notes and you want to take down some bonus material, the prophet Zechariah in chapter 9 and verse 9 had prophesied that the Messiah, the king, would come on a donkey. He prophesied, rejoice, be be in joy, because your king is coming with salvation, and he's gentle riding on a donkey. And so here's what it says in Matthew, that Jesus sent his disciples to the village that was opposite to them, and said, behold, I want you to find something there, I want you to find a donkey, and we, we use this particular translation, Other translations use another word. What word? Bible students want to know. Don't say it out loud. Starts with an A, ends in an S. I I actually I actually had a friend. I actually had a friend that that preached Palm Sunday. Here was his message. Get off your Jesus needs it. Can you imagine? Now, I wouldn't be that risque to preach, get off your ass, Jesus needs it. I, I couldn't preach. I wouldn't preach that. But, but there is. Okay, there is, guys. There is. Look, get this. There's a truth in that. The Romans were mystified. Why is he coming on a donkey? The donkey is low. And here's the truth. Everyone here has some donkeyism. Everybody here has some donkey moments. Maybe this last week, you blew it, blew your top, blew your cool. A donkey moment. And here's the truth. Please get it. You don't have to whitewash your donkey, you don't have to make your donkey look like a stallion. Bring your donkey to Jesus. Bring your ordinary to Jesus because what Jesus wants to do is partner with who you are right now. Now, he's going to make you spectacular. He's going to put his extra on your ordinary. He's going to put his super on your natural. But you come like you are. You welcome Jesus. And ordinary things become extraordinary. So bring your hurts just like they are, messy, Bring your brokenness just like it is, messy. And just say, You are welcome to my donkey. And remember this that without Jesus, you just stay a donkey. The special thing about this day was not the donkey, but who was with the donkey. The special thing about your life is not you. It's not really about you. Someone has written a, 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 just a, a capture of, of this story, and it's, it's written the day after, and it's written from the donkey's perspective, the day after Palm Sunday. The donkey awakens, his mind still savoring the afterglow of the most exciting day of his life. Never before has he felt such a rush of pride and pleasure he walked into town and found a group of people by the well and said to himself, I'll, I'll show myself to them and, and they'll notice me today. But they paid him no attention. Nobody looked at him. He thought to himself, Throw your garments down. Don't you know who I am? He just looked at him with amazement and someone slapped him on the side and told him to move along. Miserable heathens, he thought. I'll go to the market. They'll know me in the market. The good people are there. They'll remember me. But the same thing happened. No one in the market paid attention to the donkey as he strutted down Main Street. Palm branches, he thought. Where are the palm branches? Yesterday you waved branches and you laid them at my feet. He returned to his mother, confused and a little angry. His mother told him, foolish child, don't you realize that without him, you're just an ordinary donkey. Let it out. Come on, let it out. Let's let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it come on, let it out. Come on, let's let it out. Not a golf club, Let it out. And it's the truth. With I could say it like this. I could use old King James on you. Without Jesus. Fill in the blank. You can put it in your notes, just, God will bless you. We bring our ordinariness to God. We come like, it doesn't, everyone here can come just like you are, just like you are. You go, but I'm a mess. I I gotta get better. No, no, Jesus chose to come in on a donkey. And the specialness of that partnership wasn't the donkey. But who had chosen the donkey? And Jesus delights at choosing donkeys. He delights at saying, if anybody says, why you chose me? That's what he said in this verse. If anybody asks you what you're doing, say, the Lord has need of them. I'm going to tell you, my brother, my sister, my friend, the Lord has need of you. With all of your ordinariness, all your donkiness, all the, all the, all the issues, bring them to Jesus and something ordinary will become something extraordinary because when you welcome Jesus, miracles take place. And they showed up that day. The second thing that happened as Jesus rode into the city was that the whole atmosphere of the city was changed and supercharged with incredible joy. The atmosphere of the city was already tense. The Roman guards were there. But then the Messiah was coming in, and the people became enthused and and joyful, and they began to celebrate. Here's what the story says, that, that a great multitude, not a small multitude, but a great multitude, took their outer jackets off. They wanted to make the road different because... Jesus deserved it. And they tore down branches from the trees, and they spread them on the road. And then the multitudes who went before and those who followed. Get the picture. There are people before Jesus and behind Jesus who's in the center. Let's say it was some enthusiasm. I'm talking about joy and enthusiasm. And I'm sure they, I'm sure they said, Hosanna. Who is in the center? Jesus. And they saw him. And they saw him as Savior. That's what Hosanna means. They cried out, Hosanna to the Son of David. Son of David is a term for Messiah. They were recognizing him as the King, the coming Christ. And Hosanna means salvation or save us now. They were recognizing the Savior is here. And when you recognize and when you welcome Jesus and you recognize he is the savior you have always needed, it causes you great joy. Hosanna, they said. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And they were filled with incredible joy because Jesus was at the center of that moment. When you welcome Jesus and you make him the center your life, when you stop giving Jesus a percentage of your life, and you go all in, and he's at the center of activity, and you recognize him as Savior, this same crowd turned on Jesus later on the week because they stopped seeing him as Savior. But when you see him as Savior, it's going to do something in your soul. It's going to give you a Hosanna. It's going to give you an Alleluia. It's going to give you the joy. If he's the center of your home, there'll be more joy. And just looking at you, some of you need some more joy. Just give me a hosanna. Yeah. Just lift a hallelujah. hallelujah. Wave your palms in the air like you really care. This, the, the city... See, if you would have Jesus at the center of your life, you would be more joyful, and the people around you would get suspicious. I'd like this is Holy Week. It's a time for there's a there's a heightened awareness of Jesus this week. And this is the day to get so filled with Jesus that you leak him. Wherever you go. That he's so much the center of your life, and there's so much joy and love and peace that people are like, "What are you on?" See, if Jesus is at the center of a life, and if Jesus is at the center of a church, and if Jesus is at the center of a community, it causes ripple effects. You see what happened in this day, and, and when and when he had come into Jerusalem, all, not part, all of the city was moved. Wouldn't it be great if all of our community was moved? Wouldn't it be great if all of our community, that your place where you work, the streets you're on, wouldn't it be great if all of our community was moved with the name of Jesus? Because they were stirred up, they had questions, who is this guy? That happens when people say, welcome Jesus. And they recognize Jesus as Savior. And it brought them such great joy. So what's the first thing that happens when we welcome Jesus? This is why it's good to take notes. The ordinary, thank you. This is great service for a note, t- better than the other two service, I'm just gonna compliment you. Better note takers in this service. You can tell the other people, spur them on to jealousy, get their pens out. The ordinary becomes extraordinary. What's the second thing? Because we just talked about it, you can't forget it. Joy changes the atmosphere. When you get your eyes off whatever you've been stressed out about, and that's for somebody. When you get it on the one who deserves your attention, your stress will decrease and joy will increase. The third thing that happens when Jesus, hold up three fingers for three. The third thing, I, that was me. I was just telling him because I held up. Here's what I did. I said the third thing, and I said, no, that's not right. That just, sorry, that's my ADD. You don't have, thank you for helping me though. Appreciate it. The third thing is that when Jesus is welcomed into a personal life, into a community, into a church, he's going to clean things up. He's going to clean things up. When we welcome Jesus today, we're going to walk out those doors different than we walked in these doors. Why? Because Jesus is going to clean things up. How do I know that Jesus needs to clean you up? Because you are a donkey. I, and I'm not looking down on you. Me too. Me too. I know I need him. I know I need him to come in. I need to welcome him. Because I'm not 100% like Jesus yet, but I want to become more like him. That means there's things in my life that need to be cleaned up. And when we welcome his presence, he cleans things up. What did he do when he entered on that triumphal day? He went to the center, the house of the Lord. And when he got there, he cleaned things up. Jesus went to the temple, to the house of God. And he drove out those who were buying and selling in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seat of those who sold doves. He was, he was on a house cleaning mission. For a couple of reasons. One is the people had, in the temple area had their values. First of all, let me point this out. While the party was going on, they weren't part of it because they were making money. Jesus is in the street. That's where the parade is. That's where the party is. Where were these people? They were making, and not against money. The Bible says, that the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money, but the love. And these people loved, they couldn't leave their little stall. They heard the celebration. They heard the whole city was stirred up, but they couldn't leave their little table. Because I'm going to lose some profit here. And they were ripping people off. If you were giving offerings in that day, or if this church was on that system, um, we wouldn't allow you to give your Benjamins. You can think about that. Or your Jeffersons. <laughs> you would bring in your cash, your American currency, and you'd have to convert it into church money because they could only give church money, sanctified money, temple money. And while they were doing that, they the, They had rigged the system. They were ripping people off. They were controlling the exchange rate, and they were ripping And Jesus doesn't like when people get ripped off. Here's what, Jesus doesn't like injustice. In a personal home, he doesn't like injustice. In a culture, in a society, he does When Jesus sees injustice, he wants to do some cleaning. And there was injustice here. And he wanted to clean it up. The other thing they had done is that they had taken a space that was in the temple or in the worship area that was supposed to be for prayer this is where they'd set up shop. It would be like if you came today and we didn't have seats for you, but we were running tables. there was no no place to worship, but we were making money there was there was no way for you to get no, nobody could come to the altar because we had like Money changing here. There was no place to pray because we were doing money changing and we're selling stuff and there was no place to worship. They had taken the place, especially for the Gentiles. Any Gentiles in the house? So the, the Gentiles couldn't go into the temple, so there was this outer area, and this is where they had set up shop. And they had come, watch this, they had come between their open hearts towards God and meeting God, and they had taken that space, and they were a, a barrier between people and God. And when Jesus sees anybody or anything that's becoming a barrier between people or God, he wants to tear it down. We sang that this morning. No wall you won't tear down. No table you won't overturn. No money changer you won't kick out. It's coming after me. It's in, it's in, it must be a verse that's not been published yet. Jesus, here's one of the things he wants to clean in us. If there's anything in you or if there's anything in me that is keeping people from God, he wants to turn that table over. He wants to clean that out so that your life will be a pure conduit of his grace. And he pushes the, he makes room Pushes the tables aside, he drives them out, and now he's got a space for people to meet with God. I call it a space for grace. He he pushed the people aside, and now there was room for something to happen. He decluttered. He 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 Did you take the trash out regularly at your house? She makes sure you do. Very good. That's very good. I have an alarm on my phone. I'm just telling you. Because this, is, this is a high value for sweet Darla Joy. Take the trash out. That's a high value. What's your trash day? Tuesday, Friday, Monday. People in Bradenton, what's up with you guys? I hear you have two trash days. Well, all, my, all my life, I've only had one trash day. Bradenton, you must, I don't know if you make more trash. I don't know what's going on up there. There's a mystery in Bradenton, and, and it should be investigated by some federal agency. But I, I will tell you this. If you don't take out your trash, your house is going to stink. And if you don't welcome Jesus, and you don't let him clean you up, something's going to start stinking. And it's going to separate people from God. And Jesus wants to be welcomed, and he wants to come in, and he wants to clean you up. And we need to say, welcome, Jesus. He teaches us in the Lord's Prayer, the Disciples' Prayer, the Model Prayer, whatever you call that prayer, to pray regularly, forgive us as we are willing to forgive others. The prayer of forgiveness cleanses us and welcomes Jesus. And when we welcome Jesus and when he cleans us up, we make a space for grace. And let me tell you what's going to happen in that space. People's lives are going to be changed. Healing healing is going to take place. And when Jesus was welcomed, when he came in, when he cleaned things up, people were healed. But before they were healed, there had to be a space created. There had to be some cleansing that took place. And then as they were cleansed, then in that very space that Jesus had pushed aside, in that very place that he had cleaned, then people came with their blindness, and then people came with their lameness, and they were healed by Jesus because there was this space, this welcome Jesus. I would just like to welcome the mighty Jesus here now to heal us, to heal our spirits, our emotions, our bodies, to welcome Jesus as our healer, welcome Jesus. You are so welcome here. You are so welcome. We remember on this Holy Week, and I hope you can be part of the celebrations this week. Wednesday we'll be together. Friday we'll be together for Good Friday service. Don't miss next weekend and bring friends with you. I've met some people that are actually planning to go home this week. Stay. (laughs) We're going to miss you. Snowbirds. They don't know it's still snowing. Snowing up north. They don't know. Like they're, they're, it's still snowing. Pictures are being sent down to me from the north. It's the last days, for You Everyone should move to Florida. We should be here. Twenty. This is it. This is the promised land. Anyway, that's another whole other thing. But it's Holy Week, and we remember on this week in a special way, especially when we come to our Good Friday service. It'll be a precious service where we put our mind and our heart on the cross. And on the cross, Jesus was very broken. If you've got somewhere in your DVD set, The the Passion of the Christ, let me encourage you to take it out and watch it. And you'll see Jesus being broken. But he was broken so that you can be made whole. He was broken so that you can be made whole. He was broken so that you can be healed. That's why he came. And that's what he's doing today as we welcome him. And we admit, God, I'm still a lot of donkey, but I believe in Jesus. My faith is not in myself. My faith is in Jesus. So I commit my life to Christ. I confess Christ. And we'll do that before we leave this morning. We'll confess Christ. We'll commit to Christ. And we'll dedicate our lives to Christ so we can say together, welcome, Jesus welcome. Could you just say out loud, welcome, Jesus? Jesus. So beautiful. Just welcome. Because the whole Bible is the story of God partnering with his people, creating a loving relationship, coming alongside people that were broken and messed up, and just helping them When Peter blew it, and we'll remember that this holy week, when Peter blew it and he denied Christ three times, Jesus said, Peter, you may be a donkey, but I'm coming for you. And I'd like us to welcome to Jesus so he can partner with our lives and he can put his extraordinary presence upon our lives and he can bring incredible joy and he can cleanse us and make us the people we need to be. For those of you that are fans of um, basketball, you may know of a Hall of Famer named Maurice Cheeks or Mo Cheeks. He was a player and then a coach. He, he coached the Portland Trailblazers. And if you read about him ever, you'll read about he's a fabulous basketball player, but you'll read a part of his story that's... They weren't playing basketball. It was before the game. And there was a, a game, and before every game, we sing the National Anthem and a a young girl named Natalie stepped out, 8th grader, accomplished musician. She was recognized for her musicianship. And uh, she sung the National Anthem in rehearsal perfectly. But she started to sing the National Anthem and her her mind went blank. Have you ever had your mind go blank? Every day, somebody said. <laughs> I, I, so I know that. So when, when I was in college, I traveled for the college and, and sang and, and preached. And we did an album called The Highest Praise, and I sang the theme song for that album, and I sang it all, almost every night I sang it. And one time, I'd done it hundreds of times before. One time, I opened my mouth, and my, I just couldn't remember one word was the weirdest sensation. So I just made up words. People complimented. That was a beautiful verse you wrote. I said, you'll never hear it again. Because I don't know what it said. But I know that experience. of go- And Natalie starts to sing. She got the first couple of lines out. You can, you can Google it. You can find it. Mo Cheeks National Anthem. You'll see it. And you'll see her, her face and, and the, f- the, the, the fear that grips her. And Coach Mo walks over from where he was standing and he puts his arm around her. And he starts to give her the words. And she sings the words he gives to her. And then he brings the crowd in to help her along. And I've seen that clip a few times and I just think of that's what Jesus would do. When our mind is blank... And we don't know what to say or we don't know what to do. Maybe we don't know how to give out one of these red bags. He'll give you the words. He'll come around, put his arm around you. You welcome him. And he'll get other people involved. He'll bring them alongside. As we bring our donkiness to Jesus this Palm Sunday and say, Jesus, you are so welcome. I welcome you, Jesus. He changes everything. And we're so glad for that. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to uh, close our eyes and open our hearts. And as you just begin praying, could you stand together with me with your eyes closed and your, your hearts wide open? Our prayer team is going to come and just be filled with the Holy Spirit and prepared to minister in the name of Jesus to every need that's in this place. And we just want to have such an openness to Jesus. Welcome, Jesus, in a fresh way in my heart. Welcome, Jesus, in a fresh way in this church. Welcome, Jesus. Welcome. You are the Savior that I need. Hosanna. Wow. And I'm going to lead in a simple prayer, which we pray from week to week, of inviting Jesus to change, transform at the very center of our souls and our lives. I'm going to ask 100% of the people to pray it. You may never have prayed a prayer like this before. It's a prayer of faith, it's a prayer of committing our lives to Christ, it's a prayer of receiving Him as Savior and Lord. My prayer is that everyone from the front to the back, from the left to the right, would pray and believe, admitting we need Him. So I'm going to pray out loud. I'm going to ask all the people, yourself included, to pray out loud with me. Lift your voice and say with a good, strong voice Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name because I need you. I open my heart, my life, my soul. To Jesus Christ. Come in and be my Savior. Come in and be my Lord. I repent of my sins. I leave them behind, and I receive your forgiveness, your love, your grace, your mercy. Welcome, Jesus. Welcome, Jesus. Welcome, Jesus. Amen. Let the church say amen and celebrate. That's a great prayer. So may this Palm Sunday not be a history. It may be a mystery of Jesus within, through, around you. With your brokenness, with your mess, he comes. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or for the first time in a long time, I want you to come and tell one of our prayer teams, I prayed with Scott. If you can't bring yourself to do that, then I want to know anyway. You just text the word yes to our text number 941-260-1321 we just want to start a dialogue but we want to help you spiritually we know god has some amazing things for you we know that god wants to put his super on your natural god wants to take extraordinary power and partner with your life your life will never be the same again we want to see that take place our prayer team is here to pray for every and any spiritual need that's in the house physical healings we just talked about Jesus being the healer physical healings emotional spiritual in Jesus name if you've been a guest here thanks for coming to church and we're glad that you're a part of what's happening if you've never stopped by our VIP room you are a VIP to us and it's over on the left-hand side and so we'd welcome you to do that Do we want to gift you and just get to know you our prayer team is here I'm gonna pray one more prayer And after that prayer, there's not a benediction. The worship team will start worshiping. Prayer team will start praying. If you'd like to receive prayer, come forward. If you'd like to receive communion, I I know you can say, well, I can pray here by myself. And God will hear me, and he will hear you. But Jesus says whenever two or three people gather together, there's a humility in coming and praying with somebody, and God responds to that humility. And he'd like to respond in your life with a miracle, with a healing, with a salvation, with a deliverance. He'd like to do that. So as we come, he responds. So come and receive Brother's communion. If you'd like to receive holy communion, you don't have to be a member of this church to be prayed for or receive communion. Just step out in faith. As you take the bread, think about his brokenness that makes us whole. As you take from the cup of the Lord, think about Jesus, remember Jesus, reestablish Jesus as the center of your life. And he'll give you some joy. So we pray this blessing. As I pray the blessing, I'm going to open my hands towards heaven. This is a Bible position of praying. I encourage you to close your eyes and to follow by opening your hands towards heaven. It's an outward sign of an inward prayer. Lord, my life is open to you my life is open lord i pray that you would bless your sons and your daughters that are here we welcome you we are wide open for whatever you want to do this week lord help us to invite people give us give us a bowl give us an anointing let the power of the holy spirit come on my brothers the power of the holy spirit that makes us witnesses come upon your people welcome 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 to do your work I pray for our prayer team. May they be filled with the Holy Spirit. May they minister in the name of Jesus. I bless the communion, the bread, and the cup of the Lord. As we receive it with great joy, we celebrate Christ's presence in our hearts. And I bless you all, and I bless you personally in the strong, mighty, and majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed. And everybody says... Amen. Just give the Lord a praise. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. You're good Lord. Been so good to come. Come forward for prayer. Come forward for communion. Our worship team leads us.